This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Hey, not much, John. Just like uh, just enjoying another like good good day in paradise and all. What do you have in store for us this time? Okay, well, earlier it's like earlier this year I talked about how um, Robert Kirkman surprise sprung the um, end of The Walking Dead on us, and you know, like that was in that was something that um, I that like, just caught me completely off guard and. And to be honest, like, I'm still thinking, like, yeah, you know, it's like as good as it was, like, like you know, the wrap up and all. It's like I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of disappointed that you know the series came to an end because it was still, it was something that was still firing on all cylinders, and I felt like could it could have gone for for years longer, even if like you know Kirkman was just coasting on goodwill, such as it was. That being said, um, another series that he had helped launch. Um, several years ago that I that wrapped up this year and I think yeah it was time for him to wrap it up um, was Thief of Thieves this is a series that um, that he originally launched um, back in oh what what was it um, like 2012 and um, it was it's like and it was an attempt on his part to like bring the atmosphere of a uh, um, of a writer's room it's like to the comics um like to like um like to uh to like to an ongoing comic series. Now, I mention this because Kirkman had um like had some good good experiences um like in the the writers' room with uh while the um, when the Walking Dead TV series was starting was starting out and he was one of the uh, writers on the it's like like on the series and so like he wanted to, like you know to bring like that that kind of atmosphere of like, you know, several writers, like, you know, coming together, like to, um, like to hash out the direction of a series. And that was his aim with, uh, thief of thieves, which, um, was basically all about, um, one Conrad Paulson, um, also known as Redmond, the, um, the greatest thief of his generation. It's like the guy who could, the guy could steal anything from, from anywhere. It's like, and, um, was in regard was well regarded by his employers and his it's like like and his crew as well as being like you know hey you know like this is a guy who knows who can like like set up a plan and execute it with with um, perfection and all and we're introduced to him in the very first volume like coming off like a, a like another successful heist and then saying telling everyone yeah I'm done now that's now on one hand it's like okay that's that's fine. I mean, like, it's like okay, you've got to, uh, you know, it's we've had stories before where people like you know try to get out of a, of, a, of like a, it's like of what they're doing, and they realize okay, you know, we're done. It's like you know, so what's so what's next, and all, and um, that's and like and and I thought okay, that's that's fine. And to give you an idea, like the writers' room approach to this, um, while Kirkman um is credited with the. Uh, with the story for this for this volume, the actual writing was done by um, Nick Nick Spencer, who um, you know current writer of Amazing Spider-Man, former writer of Cat, Captain America, um, Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson, and um, various image creator on titles that will never see completion. Like, um, uh, can't remember the uh, one where he it's like the I can't remember the one top of my head where like it's one about the like the version of the Joker who gets the help he needs and tries to help, like tries to help everyone. But then there's also, um, morning glories, which ran for, ran for 50 issues, didn't wrap up. Um, 
then the fix, which ran for 12 issues, didn't wrap up, but was still a lot of fun. But, you know, it's like, he's, but, you know, it's like, this, that first, that first volume of Thief of Thieves, where it's all about Conrad, um, you know, trying to get out of the life of a master thief, because, you know, he, it's brought nothing but, but um, disruption to to his personal life because he's get he's in the middle of a divorce from his wife. His son is like trying to be a master thief and failing miserably. In fact, like his son's failures are the, one of the reasons are, are are part of the reason why he's um having to get out of things because like the uh, FBI led by um a, like agent um, Elizabeth Cohen has finally got got an angle on um on putting. Um, putting Conrad's son Augustus away, and uh, she 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 feels she can pull pull this off. And the first volume is all about you know Conrad uh, trying to find a way out of this. Um, initially, um, by the um, surefire successful way of selling out his entire crew. So, yeah, that's so, I mean that's kind of that's not really a good idea, but it's still an idea, and. Um, when it's like it's like and when he pulls it off you think oh like this is gonna be good but then it's like when you find out what's actually going on it's pretty it's actually pretty clever i mean and um spencer um always writes um great snappy um witty dialogue it's like and the overall execution is like is like is really sharp especially the art from artist um sean martin bro martin bro um excels in it's like in like indeed delivering um clear it's like a clear bright easy to follow art that um it's like that has like you know a grinded grinded look to it but like you know doesn't doesn't trade in any kind of like like photorealism and he and he is the one main constant like uh, like through the entire seven volumes of this series and he and his and i think the series i probably wouldn't have enjoyed the series as much without his his work work here because he just does a great job of um like of detailing of delivering clear clear storytelling that as as complex and twisty as the various plots of these volumes can get um martin bro keeps things you know like stylish like stylish and easy to follow and look at so props to him for like for sticking with the series through its various ups and downs as we get here now like i said this first volume like was like I said, I liked it, and um, the um the problem being though that you know hey it's like okay so it's it's about a thief who decides to stop thieving, so what do we where do we go from here? So what that's not really like a kind of a um like a, a really like really solid like long term plan for for a series. It's like and that kind of and that kind of thing like that kind of like thread follows the series as it goes on like for the, through the first four volumes at least because volume two um involves um like comes back to um, augustus again because even though um daddy may have gotten him out of the fbi's clutches from like from like the first time around um the the reason he got caught was because um the kid had been trying to steal some stuff for some cartels and um, failed, got caught, and now the cartels want their um, it's like want their stuff back. So yeah, it's it's like basically volume two is now um, now mainly involves um Conrad trying to um help his son get his girlfriend out from up under the uh, cartels' clutches, and um, it's 
like, and this really kind of like didn't, didn't, Volume 2 didn't really do anything to endear, um, like, Augustus to me in the sense that, you know, he, it, he kind of felt like a character who was like, oh, he's, he just doesn't get the idea that, you know, oh, it's like, you know, like, I'm not as good as dad, but I'm still going to try and keep, you know, doing things my way. And that was, that was really annoying, really annoying for the most part. I mean, there's still some, like, you know, snap to the execution, courtesy of, um, writer James Asmus. And, um, it's like, and it's, you know, like, it's perfectly readable, even though it's like, you, you kind of like have to get, like, get over the fact that, um, Augustus is just like kind of annoying and really a drag on pre on the proceedings. That's less of a problem in volume three, which involves Augustus being thrown into a, uh, like a, a like a, like a tra truck trailer and then, um, just like suffering all sorts of indignities because his dad's been press gained into service by the cartel's head Lola um, in order of pulling off the, um, the mythic Venice job, basically stealing from the Italian mafia, or really just the mafia, like like from it's like um, from their home home city. So, and um, volume three is kind of when is basically um, involves a writer who um, basically brings kind of the series its highest highs and lowest lows for lack of a better term, and that would be Andy Diggle, who um, previously is best known around here for giving us the excellent um, series, The Losers, and um, is just generally a great action storyteller, like, like um, regardless of the situation he's in. And um, that's true in Venice, as um, we get another great caper, as um, Conrad has to match wits with the, like, with, like, with the Mafia, and also um, Liz Cohen, who is still trying to um, like put like put the some guy behind bars, and um, she it looks and it almost looks like she's going to succeed at the end, but then um, whoops, you know it's like the fact that she's like you know pursuing all this stuff off the books kind of comes back to bite bite her in the ass at the end, and it's like but um, Venice is. Like is overall like it's it's a um, really fun straightforward caper that you know sees Conrad and his crew, like uh, you know just kind of doing what they're what they're supposedly like you know, being best being best at and that's and like that's entertaining for what it's worth. So is um volume four the hit list, which is probably the best of the series because even if it has like some very predictable elements, it involves um you know Conrad. Finally, um, putting like putting an end to all the uh, people who have been like, you know, pressuring him to get back in the game, um, to it's like you know giving them what's been coming to them because you know it's like it starts off with you know like he's pulled off the Venice job for his for his boss Arno and um, it's like and also for um, like for uh, Lola as well but um, you know like there's still people who want want a piece of him and looks like the the venice the uh, the mafia like they they know that it was him and so they respond by taking out both um conrad's wife and son spoiler warning <laughs> well i guess you know it's, it's kind of a spoiler warning because i have to spoil this for subsequent volumes i'm going to talk about in a second but you know you could probably tell that hey you know like they didn't actually kill them but you know but you know it's it's all part of the um it's all part of the, the the plan here, and the hit list is like it's still pretty satisfying in, in showing us how Conrad, you know, it's like um 
like was one step ahead one step ahead of the people who were looking to screw him over and that's like, and that's good fun for I mean, for the most part and it also ends it ends on a on a note that I think would have been a, a a good okay we're done here let's call it a day but apparently um like like uh, Kirkman and um, company or actually here, here's the thing that's, that's, that's probably worth mentioning is that after, um, after volume three, Kirkman um, stopped being a, uh, being credited as, as a, uh, as a, as a contributor to the story, like in, like in these series, like volume four, the hit list is basically the first solo, solo writer credit. The series has, has had because thing is like you know why well, well um i can understand how kirkman like you know might have had a great experience working in the writer's room for the walking dead and wanted to think hey you know we can see if we can try to do this for comics so comics are not tv and see and um having him try and like the idea like you know multiple people trying to work together like on like like in terms of writing a comic unless you're very much like um simpatico together um then it's not going to work it, you're always going to have like some guys who are thinking you know i think things should be like going this way and other guys saying no 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 i think it should be going this way so so yeah unless you're very much like in sync together then this kind of like you know multiple like cooks in the kitchen approach not gonna work and that's kind of the vibe i got from from reading Thieves of Thieves, especially with Annie Diggle's um, takeover as solo writer from from Volume Four on out. Um, the catch being that after Volume Four, well, things kind of trend downhill for a bit because um, Volume Five, um, called um, Take Me, basically basically has like you know, okay, Conrad's finally gotten out of the game, and um, it's like and he's done. And uh, okay, he's even come to terms with his um, ex-wife. You know, finally, you know, uh, it's like you know, like going through with her divorce of him and all. So, so um, what? Where does that leave him? Like, if with the master thief who's finally gotten out of the game and doesn't want to do anything anymore, well, his uh, right-hand woman, um, Celia, who's always um, been kind of like the devil on his shoulder through the first four volumes, well, she, you know. Like she wants him to like, you know, keep doing this because she knows that hey, this is what you were made for. So you want you got to keep keep doing this, and also the fact that you know she is she is still kind of dependent on his. Uh, it's like uh, it's like on his uh, on his expertise to like you know like keep, keep keep feeding her the money she needs in order to um, eventually gain custody custody of her son. So when Conrad basically says no, I'm done in the story after a particularly passionate night, night in bed, she decides, she decides to say, okay, yeah, you know, I'll be Redmond now. And, um, that's, and you know, okay, that's, that's, a, that's a good solid, um, like not jumping off point. So, Hey, you want to have someone else be Redmond, the master thief? That's great. Um, problem is that after Celia's first, um, job, she gets caught. And now the FBI, um, are looking to pin all of Redmond's crimes on her. Now, it's led by uh, it's led by one of their one of their agents who is basically like you know thoroughly embarrassed by what Liz Cohen has um, done up, up to this point. And um, 
like he's looking to um he's looking to like you know put Silly away for the rest of her life. And um thing is though is like the rest of um Redmond's um like crew are basically thinking like, hey, you know, it's like if she talks, you know, we're all kind of screwed. So we probably need to kill her just to be sure. So yeah, that's fun and fun and nice and all. And the catch and you know, but then um Conrad you know realizes, okay, you know, I can't can't let her die. So okay, guys, you know, don't kill her. Leave this to me and my son. <laughs> because you know, here's here's the funny thing about volume five going forward, is that volume five basically shows us a uh, an Augustus who who had be- previously been just, you know, kind of a drag on the proceedings, basically realizing that, okay, you know what? I'm not never going to be as good as my dad. I'm just going to, I'm going to go to college, going to finish, finish college and um, just focus on being, you know, the best I can as, as far as things go from here on out. And then, you know, as he's doing this, you know, dad shows up and says, yeah, son, I need you for another job. And he's like, okay, but dad, it's like, and it's like dad and Connor's like, no, I, it's silly as like at, at risk here. It's like, and Con- and I guess it's like, okay, it's like, you know, it's like it. I, I like the fact that you know Augustus had realized you know his limits, but now like he's being dragged. It's like dragged back in by the It's Like you know, just when he thought he was out, they pull him back in. So, and um, it's it's like and you know like it. And I'm actually kind of sympathetic to um, like to what happens to August to Augustus here. It's like, which, you know, I would not have thought would be possible after like, you know, the events of the first couple of volumes. So yeah, it's like, that's, that's one of the uh, best bits of volume five, but overall it's kind of like, it feels kind of like a, a treading water exercise in the sense that, okay, you know, we've wrapped up all the major stuff in the first four volumes. Now, where do we go from here? Volume six kind of offers a uh, road forward for that as um Conrad is back in the thieving game and um but only like promising to steal from like other thieves which okay fine that works and that's good and all because he's also like embraced this like you're know, working with Celia again full time until they're contacted by a Mr. Bland who you know contrary to his name is a actually is actually a uh, really it's like it, was a, a very interesting job as like the, as the fixer to a couple of Russian oligarchs on um, the Zubov brothers who um, who are the um, sixth and seventh richest men in the world respectively they've got the idea to um, get the uh, most accomplished thieves in the world um, one um, it's like one one a Spaniard named Fausto and a um, Brit named Sally Pike along with Redmond to um, steal um, this program that the Russians developed called um, Gold Rush that's been currently being safeguarded by a gener- Russian general who lives in an impenetrable Russian silo. Now, this program Gold Rush has been like is its main um, goal is to uh, bankrupt the uh, U.S. It's like um, it's like the the U.S. stock stock market. But you know, problem it like the reason like the uh, Zuba brothers don't they don't want to him to uh, they, they don't want, like, you know, this thing to be used as, as is. They want it to be stolen so they can manipulate it to their, to, like, to their own ends. So they get the, uh, 
they want like you know these master thieves to steal it for them, but they've also like staged it as a competition. So like the first person who can do it will get a one hundred million dollar um, bounty for it. The problem with volume six is that um, it kind of like it's all like like driven by um by a Con- Conrad Paulson's ego in the sense that you know at first you know it's like like he's fine doing what he wants, but then like and then he walks out after hearing the uh, initial. Per- proposition to steal gold brush but then when he finds out that fausto um stole his car keys he's like oh no i'm not gonna let this slide and then um it leads to lots of other complications as he tries to steal necessary information in order to um, pull off this particular heist so it just volume six kind of makes just a really good job of making um like conrad feel like a very like unsympathetic character here to the point where, like, when he, when volume wraps up and he's um, in the custody of Russian officials, well, not Russian officials, but we're getting there. But he's, but you know, it's like you kind of think that okay, he kind of did this to himself. So there you go. And um, I, uh, I had originally written in volume my review of volume six that you know I hope the series had, would wrap up with volume seven, you know before the series completely ext- extinguished my um, source of goodwill for it. Well, guess what? Volume 7 is the final volume, and um, thank God for that. Because, you know, it's like, it's... I think it's Volume 7 is a solid wrap-up for the series. It also presents the series' um, fourth um, changeover for for writers, because Diggle is out. Um, for whatever reason, I... Don't know um, why. I mean, he doesn't appear to be on bad terms with um, Kirkman because he just did a volume of of um, Hardcore for for um, Kirkman's imprint, Skybound. But um, now the new writer for the series is Brett Lewis. And if, you're, if this name does not sound familiar to you, you should know that he is he is the writer of a, of an old Wildstorm series called The Winter Men about um, like Russian superheroes um, getting together for one last job try and sort things out in their lives that was um really good but was also notorious to the fact that five five issues came out before it went on hiatus forever then a uh, exercise issue came out to wrap things up he also did a story for the uh, halo anthology for marvel but he's kind of had like a really low profile for in comics like as it is so he's kind of an odd interesting choice for the series to wrap up like you know a series that has had you know like a couple different writers like over, over the course of its run now the cool thing is that lewis um has apparently like has apparently under understood the fact that you know this is not something that um that that he is free to do to just do whatever he wants with it's like he um understands that you know okay this is the final volume so it's like i'm gonna like um, look at what's come before and I'm going to um, I construct my plot based on this. And he honestly does a good job of bringing in like elements from the previous elements for the for the series. Like we get we get to see the first, like um, Redman's crew again, even if they're in just in cameo like like appearances. It's like, and also um, like he he doesn't disregard the uh, the events of the uh, previous song as well, as we see um, as we see Sally Pike. Um, come back for a bit. The uh, Zubov brothers are the main antagonists, like you know, for this for this arc. But um, overall, but I mean, 
it's but it's really a much different volume of Thief of Thieves in terms of tone because while the series has basically been all about you know Conrad you know just being like you know suave and stylish and just you know, being able to put one over everyone like that he comes across well that's not the case with volumes volume seven closure because it begins with him stuck in a Russian jail sold there because like you know like you know, for, for like for like for the purposes of like its owners, like being trying to finding some way to extract um, usefulness like from him at a like at a future point. But um, the first issue is just kind of like you know Conrad just suffering you know in prison. It's like while um, it's like while um Cilia and Augustus you know try and find some way to like break him out using their own their own methods. It's like I mean, it's probably shouldn't. It's not a spoiler to say that eventually, yes, he is broken out. But um, after that, um, well, we actually get to see uh, a um, version of Conrad that's kind of like been broken by his, his experiences, and one who realizes that okay, on one hand, yeah, we like even if he's you know been you know been debilitated by by what he's experienced, you know, he he eventually comes around to the fact that okay. In order to move on with my life, I need to um, take these guys down for what they've done because you know, I've given them this, uh, like this awful weapon, like Gold Rush. That okay, yeah, I can bankrupt the U.S. stock market, but it can also. But Zubov brothers are currently using it to find ways to bankrupt the people they want and basically just you know reign economic terror all over the world once once they finally get all the pieces pieces they want into place. So it's it's all about you know. Conrad just finding finding a way, you know, back to um, being 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 the man he was, and um, work and working with um, people he people he knows in order to uh, find a way to, you know, finally take down take down the Zubov brothers. Now, contrary to the, all the previous volumes, Lewis writes dialogue that is fine, not necessarily stylish, but this is a much denser volume of Thief of Thieves than it's been than has come before. It's like there's so there's a lot much um Lewis like cramps in a lot of dialogue. It's like and a lot of incident like to these six issues. To the point where it's like, you know, it feels like it's like it, it, it kind of feels like he's he's carrying like, you know, like twelve issues worth of, worth of stuff into it's like into one volume. It doesn't I mean like not saying that's a bad thing it doesn't feel like he's rushing things it's like too too much at least but but it's also yeah but it's also like a story that's pretty much much more complicated than the previous ones to the point where he's jumping and forth back like back and forth a lot in time that can be confusing can be kind of needlessly confusing confusing as well but um it's it's like but overall it's like it's um it's like i think if you I felt that you know if you if you're willing to like put put enough work and just like pay attention to like you know what's going on here, it's like then it is, it's like that it is that it is a worthwhile thing. I mean, no, it's like um, it doesn't it doesn't have the style of the uh, like of the previous volumes, but there's but it's got a lot. But um, I think that the uh, the story overall is a lot more is more interesting and also i think the uh overall resolution of it is pretty nice to the point where you know it's like well conrad's um encounters with um beth cohen have had been um 
kind of like reduced to a kind of a running joke in the previous volumes where it's like, oh, hey, it's like she's just going to have one put over her again this time. Well, it's like what happens actually kind of makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's like in the end when Conrad realizes, okay, there's only one way these this this thing can wrap up. Um, I've and I've got to go go see it through. And also, um, Augustus has a um, nice nice role in this. Like eventually, when you find out you know, what he's you know what he's um done, like you know what what like you know, what he what, when he where he's left at the end of the series. It's I like I kind of I pretty much appreciated it, and like same with Cilia. And like it's it's all a, it's all a nice you know it's like hey everything feels you know feels like it's the pieces have been put back and put put in the places where they're where they're meant to go, and even if like the uh, it's like the final the final page is kind of a. Uh, Hey, you know, it's like maybe there's gonna be more adventures here. It still feels like it, it feels kind of like a nice wink and a nod. It's like rather than just kind of a uh, than an eye roll here. So even so, in the end, it's like yeah, it's like this final volume. It's it's a different beast. It's I mean, it's got the same stylish art from from Martin Rowe, and um, he like I said, his his work like in question over these seven volumes is there's, there's no question to it. It's, it's great stylish stuff and I love it. And I look forward to seeing whatever he does like in future, in future series from here, from here on out. But, um, even though Lewis, um, is a much different writer than the previous writers who have tackled this series. Um, I still think he, um, I appreciate the work he um, put into, um, to making this a satisfying finale. It may not be, as stylish or as fun as previous volumes, but it's overall a, a worth like a worthy end to the point where, Hey, even if you're like, you were like me and you're kind of feeling at the, at volume six, like kind of like get over it. Then, um, yeah, it's like volume seven, like is a worthy wrap up, wrap up to the series and the series overall, you know, it's fun, but you know, it's like, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of like a more of an interesting footnote in Kirkman's career. Kirkman's career, like as far as like you know, watching successful series go. But you know, hey, if you if you're looking for a good um like you know like heist heist style a comic that has lots of good heist stories to it, then hey, you could do absolutely do a lot worse than Thief Thieves. And in the end, I think it's I think it was fairly enjoyable all told, like volumes one through seven overall, not without their issues, but there you go. So John, um, any thoughts on? You're in about any of this? Oh, uh, not exactly. Would you call this a, a definitely want to get, or is it something that we should look into? It's kind of one of those things where it's, where you're thinking like, yeah, if I want something that's like you know like a fun, it's a fun like caper like heist story, then yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's I've read much better series. I've read much worse series. This is this is series is generally above above average like i said volumes five and six can't 